It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 56, September 14th. 2021 it's just naked Kuehler is here also literally live on the other side of the camera producing the show this is the first time in 56 episodes and possibly <laughs> won't happen again for another 50 or so episodes if that that we're actually doing another. the show it could be another it, it there could be another one uh live from stealth shampoo headquarters Kuehler lives now how far is paris Eight thousand miles away something like that yeah it's oh it's actually I have the correct number um keep we keep talking for now but yeah, th- this is super cool because usually when we're doing the show over the internet there's an insane it's literally like a one and a half second delay and i can't take body language cues when you want to jump in or when you have something to say and doing it in person makes it so i don't have to do very much editing might be a little bit of a short show because i'm starving and i want to go eat um and we have a lot to we have a lot to talk about though and run through anyway after Keeler gets that it's really far like europe we're talking europe to west coast yeah it's pretty it's got to cross the whole country and then cross the atlantic ocean which is quite a bit but i'm probably not even gonna edit the show i've been editing the past couple shows actually taking out the ums and ahs as you probably should do with a normal podcast but after this i do just want to hop out and eat uh it is because keeler has been back in america for what one two days now have you been here for like 48 hours yet uh it's something like that i think it's close so, to it. It's hard to tell because of time zones. Well, well, I've been in the United States for quite a while because I've been in New York since Thursday. Oh, okay. okay. But I only hear. Also, oh, Paris been... is 5,570 miles. 5,500? There really? is a big sign in San Francisco that has like different cities in the world yeah. from this point. So I guess you can add a little more from the, however far San Francisco is to here. But yeah, it is 5,570 miles. That is actually east. still a longer distance than I can cover by foot. But uh, anyway... And not having the show uh, having to be edited is a, a huge treat. So every time I leave the country and come back to America, whether I, I've been to Japan, I've been to Europe, uh, I've been to Mexico, but Mexico is still North America, uh, even Canada. The one thing I miss the most is our incredibly unhealthy, shitty food. Now, I, I am absolutely starving. I worked out right before this. We're going to go eat something absolutely garbage. I didn't even take a, take a cheat day last week. Um so we're either going to go to Five Guys or some greasy Mexican Ugh. place. Denny's? We can go to Denny's? Denny's is always possible. There's uh, endless possibilities. I feel, I feel like our night isn't a disaster enough to necessarily go to Denny's, but we, yeah. could, always just, we could always just try it, right? What, what are you craving? What, what have you missed? What fast food restaurant Honestly, Honestly, I, it's Mexican food probably is the most, but I, I'm waiting for like a proper day for that. So we don't need to do it like right now. Always like, I'm going to have it plenty throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mexican food. We're back in California or you're back in California. I'm always yeah. here. It's plentiful across, across the state. What I miss the most when I come back, especially from Japan, are the sheer portions of food. I, oh, yes. I, I miss yes. having an amount of food that feels irresponsible to eat. Now, granted, in, in being like a Western European country, the portions are not Japan levels. So, like, it just costs a little more, but you can get like a, it's not too dissimilar, the portions of food. It's not like when we go to Japan, it's like they gave us a, a large pizza that was the size of a medium cut with like twi- twice more. So it's supposed to be for twice as much people as you would here. You can still get pretty, you can eat pretty well. I think over there, but definitely you get it for cheaper here. I think is the main part that I can get like a big ass sandwich for like ten dollars. Oh yeah. Whereas that would get you like almost half the size. It's just things are more expensive, and some of it is because obviously store owners get paid more and whatnot. But there's many other reasons too. I literally just watched a TikTok right before this, where 
uh, this couple in Boston reviewed this restaurant and they have cheeseburgers that you dip in cheese. Like they give you a full like bowl to dip your cheeseburger into. Where is that? Because if I'm back in Boston, for God knows what it's, reason. It's somewhere in Boston. I need to go see that. I'll, uh, I'll share it. That just sounds like a great idea. I don't know why. Why don't we do the normal? Why, 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 why is it taking so long to do this in the United States of all places, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to not turn this into a fitness podcast, but I have been, I've been exercising. I've been really sticking to it, and I've been eating incredibly healthy. I haven't had fast food for, I think, maybe 10 days, which is incredible for, I think, an American I realize other people might be listening to that. I'd be like, wow, I have McDonald's. I know, I actually know someone who hasn't had McDonald's their whole life. That's impressive. Like an adult. I haven't had McDonald's in a long time just because it's like more expensive. In, yeah. In Paris. We can go to McDonald's right after this. That's nah, fine. I think uh, it's, I don't really miss it, you know? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not. McDonald's is good right. because it's like a really accessible and inexpensive meal. But then, so if you take away the inexpensive part, it kind of, there's not really a point to it, you know? I'm never like, I, can get a I burger. want McDonald's. But I, yeah, I can, same. I've been eating super healthy, uh, and I have one cheat day on Fridays where I, I actually even still cook, and then sometimes I drunk order something, and only have alcohol once a week. But today I'm going to absolutely ruin that, as uh, I am <laughs> absolutely starving. Yeah, Keeler's literally back in the U.S., so we're going to go out and eat some absolute garbage after this, whether it be like pizza or McDonald's or both. <laughs> um Let's not go that far. But. but so shortly after the last episode, I just got texted um, an update on this. Shortly after the last episode, it was actually it was a couple hours after. Um, at three a.m., there were blaring red lights outside my house, and it was very clear that there was a cop car, an ambulance, and a fire truck outside. And I thought because on that show we had talked about swatting. That someone was oh, swatting me. That swatted was where you. my mind went to first. I know I'm not a popular Twitch streamer at all. Uh, no one's really sending me hate mail anymore. But directly outside of my house, there was an ambulance, uh, a fire truck, and the police car. Of course, I saw like the flashing red lights first. Uh, and then realized it wasn't for my house. And I went outside, and it's 3 a.m. And there's this uh, person being taken out on a stretcher. And they were pulled into the ambulance. And first thing, I I would not want to be pulled into an ambulance right now, especially being unemployed. Even though I have really good insurance. Oh, yeah. That's frighteningly expensive. Uh, but I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't want to, like, go and, and snoop. And, um, you know, who knows if it was, like, someone who died of the coronavirus, you know, in that house. But... Uh, I watched someone like literally get taken out on a stretcher. And then when they were put into the ambulance, the ambulance didn't leave immediately. I was thinking if they had a heart attack or if it was something urgent that they would put you in the ambulance and then drive away very quickly. Right. The point of the ambulance is right, to like, stabilize right. you and get to the hospital as quickly as possible. But they were just casually, I guess, wheeling someone out, put them in the back of the ambulance, stayed there for a little bit while a bunch of medical staff i would assume talk to other people in the building i was afraid it was like a murder or something or they had to track <laughs> someone down because they really brought out like a team of people and it was really creepy because i went downstairs it's pitch black but my windows are just bright red it's like uh i think it was like exactly a year ago when the sky yeah the was ninth red. i think it was the ninth yeah but so it was a little bit more than a year ago but this time it was night and it was bright red outside um, and so it's like aliens coming down. Yeah. I learned that uh, ultimately someone just got, someone just had to go to a ho the hospital for like a, a heart attack or something like that. Oh, all right. Um, 
but I was afraid that I was getting swatted. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Twitch hate raids once again, because Twitch is actually suing people based on hate raids. But first, we're going to talk about Pokemon cards. We have some incredibly stupid things that happened uh, regarding Pokemon cards. So actually, this happened before the last show, and I didn't want to talk about it because it didn't seem that important to anyone who didn't play Pokemon cards. But then some actual news outlets and, and people on Twitter who don't play Pokemon cards started talking about this. We had Celio's Network, Luke Morsa. He's a big Pokemon creator, professional player. He was playing in an online tournament, and some news outlets covered this. He got in trouble and disqualified from this two-day tournament. It was a really big, prestigious event because his mom spoke to him in the middle of the event. Now, his mom was uh, or is a professional player. I think she is as good, probably better than me, but as good as him. And she was knocked out of the tournament. So she came into the room. It wasn't like, hey, you want some pizza? Uh, she actually started giving him tips on what to do in the match. And because he was streaming at the time, uh, the tournament organizers reviewed the footage and said he was getting outside help and uh, removed him from the event. He qualified for the second day of the event, but they uh, removed him. And then because it was top 16, they gave his spot to like the 17th place person or, you know, they moved everyone up one spot. And this was a big controversy in the Pokemon community because if you're playing Pokemon cards in real life, if someone walks up behind you and says, yo, man, play that card, that's very blatant and very obvious and everyone in the room can see it, that that's cheating. But online, the online circuit is a little bit different where players are very often, it's, it's a known and open secret that players will be together in a Discord call watching streams and giving each other advice on how to play. And that's really hard to monitor and really hard to catch people for, but it's something that happens often. Now, because Luke Celo's network was streaming and he got help from his mom, that was hard proof that, that was going on. And that's why they executed um, and made the ruling that they did. He was also streaming and sometimes people take advice from their chat. Sometimes the chat actually occasionally has good backseat gaming, which... When I, uh, sometimes when I played for like Bloodborne, for example, someone would tell me how to beat the boss and it was just absolutely wrong and just wasted an hour of my time, which is the number one reason why I hate backseat gaming. But in, because so much of the Pokemon trading card community, uh, at the high level is on Twitch, sometimes you can get another pro player coming to your chat and giving you legitimately good advice on what to do next. And so there's this big controversy of, well, online tournaments don't matter because everyone's cheating all the time and Luke shouldn't have had that penalty. Um, the tournament rules didn't outline the fact that you weren't supposed to do this. It's kind of, I think, within the so within the spirit of the game and competitive integrity to not accept advice from other people. And when I am streaming myself playing Pokemon tournaments, I try not to look at the chat um, and I respond to everyone after the game and Try not to take any advice, and I'm not sitting in a Discord call with other people. But uh, it, I think, violates the spirit of the game, even though it wasn't written in the rules. But then again, the culture of online tournaments, it is so casual, because there's not buy-in to a lot of these tournaments. Uh, that, And the, the prize pools aren't so big. And they're so casual that people have been accepting advice, and it's just whether or not you can be caught for it. And this is punishing streamers at the end of the day. This is Luke, who's a big Pokemon content creator. Streaming the game is somewhat disincentivized to stream because he can be penalized for streaming because there's proof on whether or not he cheats 
I'm using air quotes here for those of you listening on Spotify and iTunes. Meanwhile, for those people who aren't streaming, you could just hop on Discord and uh, not stream your game and then no one would ever know if you were cheating or not. I think ultimately at the end of the day, uh, the judge call was correct. I think you should still rule um, based if the tournament rules, if the organizers want, hey, no outside help. We're going to assume that for a moment. If the tournament organizers want to forbid people from having outside help, I think they should rule in favor of making people like stream against streamers, I guess is what I'm trying to say. They should rule against streamers who are accepting help because the proof is there and they can prove it rather than just letting it pass because everyone does it right. Just because everyone does it, it's hard to enforce, but I think when it is enforceable, you should do it. And that's bad for streamers. Uh, but ultimately you can't have both, right? You can't have streamers not reading their chat and not talking to other people and reading their subs and donations, right? Which may very well contain help. Uh, and also have the competitive integrity of your event intact, right? It's, it's you got to choose one or the other. Either streamers are reading their chat and it's okay for people to accept help or it's not okay for people to accept help just across the board. And whether or not it's provable is what makes streaming the event hard. So uh, unfortunately for, for Luke, he took the penalty. I don't think... I truly don't think that he was trying to cheat. His intent was not to get ahead. It's just he was so casually playing through the game and his mom walked into the room that uh, that he was penalized for it. So that was Pokemon news that I didn't expect to pick up. And speaking of other things in Pokemon news, so Pokemon Oreos are now out at your <laughs> local grocery stores. And this is unnecessary because it... it when it when it came to cereal boxes, people were legitimately cracking the cereal boxes open, taking the packs out, and then leaving the cereal on the shelf. Now, I, like a lunatic, bought like six boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and only ate Cinnamon Toast Crunch for like three months. But uh, people were going from store to store, cracking these boxes open and taking the cards out and just leaving it on the shelf. And in, in the age of the Rona, I'm not comfortable going out and buying an open box of cereal. There are all those viral TikToks of people going around licking ice cream. Like they would remove the top and then just take a big lick of the top of the ice cream and then put it back. And in that era, I'm not going around buying open cereal boxes when I also want the Pokemon cards in the first place. But so if they you're probably just... put their greasy hand into the box to take it out anyway. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, even, even even without COVID, like who knows what where those hands have been? These are Pokemon players we're talking about. People who are willing to rip open a box of cereal in the middle of a grocery store. I don't trust you. Yeah. So now they have Pokemon Oreos. And I think this is going to be a little bit less scalped because Pokemon's still hot, but there are no Pokemon cards with these Oreos. Thank God. But there's this big controversy going on right now where Nabisco is treating their employees terribly and making them work super overtime for less profit. Uh, there are strikes going on right now in five states when they're making record profits over the pandemic. I would assume because we're all at home and eating our yeah, feelings eating out. snacks, exactly. And I didn't realize how many snacks Nabisco makes. So they make Bel Belvita. I actually don't know what this one is. is I don't it? know what it is either. Yeah, I never I've never it. heard of it. Maybe it's an East Coast thing. They make Chips Ahoy, which is a favorite of mine. Fig Newtons, which I can trick myself into thinking is healthy. Even though it's probably not. Oreos. I don't, but I still like them. Oreos, of course. Yeah, Oreos, Ritz, 
Teddy Grahams, which I fucking loved as a kid. I think literally Same. every every day of elementary school, my little bag lunch, I would have a a bag of Teddy Grahams. Uh, Triscuits, which and wheat thins, which I think for, are for old people. Uh, <laughs> so they make a lot of a lot of my favorite snacks. They're forcing people to work twelve to sixteen hour shifts, outsourcing a lot of their jobs to Mexico, where they can pay people even less. And it's a big controversy right now, uh, where people are striking in five different states. Meanwhile, they're I don't and I don't think this is a publicity stunt by them. Like oh. People are, you know, we're getting bad press. Let's put out Pokemon Oreos. I think this is, it's not I think. I'm pretty sure that this has been a thing that Pokemon has been planning for a long time, considering 2021 is Pokemon's 25th anniversary. And so this has been a, a marketing effort that's been going down the pipeline for a while for Pokemon. Same thing with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Same thing with the new celebration set that we have coming out later on. Um, this is just something... That's been coming down the pipeline and just so happens to come out at the same time that these strikes are going out. Um, but in solidarity, because I'm such a good person. It's kind of, See, <laughs> this this isn't me being a good person because when I supported a day off Twitch, I wasn't going to be on Twitch anyway. And so this is a similar scenario. I'm trying to eat healthy and I'm trying to work out, you know, four or five times a week. And I'm already not eating Oreos. I've already cut Oreos out of my diet. So I will once again take a brave stand. And not consume Nabisco products in solidarity. I will not be buying Pokemon Oreos, especially because they don't contain cards. But I will not be buying Nabisco products because they're treating their employees like absolute shit. I read this story where apparently railroad workers uh, who were delivering flour and other baking supplies in Portland backed up the train when they saw people picketing on the tracks. I heard of that. To, I heard of that story. Yeah, that's really cool. To In solidarity, they don't have... They're a completely different industry. Well, they're related in that they're delivering yeah, of the food, but are the ingredients to make workers, the food. Workers seeing workers. Yeah, but Ideally. they're they're they got their backs. And so I will not stand for this horrific treatment of uh of cookie and bakery workers at Nabisco, and so I will not be buying Pokemon Oreos. Also because they don't contain cards. There's just there's no there's no real incentive to do it. People are going absolutely wild. I, I don't know if this was a joke. I have a very hard time telling on Facebook what's a joke and what's not these days. But someone legitimately, I think, is collecting Oreos to get PSA graded. I think they're sending them in to... Because there's, I think, 25 or... There's some amount of different Pokemon. you got to catch them all. And so someone is buying Oreos in the packs and then, like, PSA grading the packs as well as the individual Oreos. I know there are maniacs who have Pokemon cereal from the 2000s still like sealed in a box. Uh, but it's still... See, I... When it's cardboard, don't have such a, a big problem with it. But when it's food, that's a little weird, right? To have food preserved as a collectible, especially because it goes bad. Well, a card, you can really preserve and make sure it doesn't get sun damaged or bent or anything like that. Sugary foods will eventually go bad i think right but I, I can't i can't tell that legitimately could be a joke but honestly i think with the fact that people have pulled guns on each other for pokemon cards i feel like there is someone out there who is doing this non-jokingly all right anyway uh, one of the last things we'll talk about because i'm absolutely starving and we're gonna go uh i'm gonna go feed cooler we're gonna go eat some absolute fat shitty american food another update on the twitch hate raids thing so twitch is allegedly Suing people who have been participating in hate raids. I have to read this from 
from Wire because the name they actually give the names of the people that they're suing and they're hilarious. Really? So they banned thousands of accounts over the last month. These accounts are controlled by they've identified two people, but there might be more. There's whole like hate raid communities. Uh, they've implemented chat filters and they're building channel level ban evasion detection. But every time they do something like that, they have the people who are coordinating these hate raids do something else in retaliation to get around uh, what they're doing. And so they filed a lawsuit on Thursday at the U.S. District Court uh, for the Northern District of California targeting two users identified only as cruise control and creatine overdose. That's, they use their online names, uh, which is hilarious. They're based on the Netherlands and Vienna, Austria, respectively. Twitch in the suit says it initially took swift action by suspending and then permanently banning their accounts. However, uh, they evaded Twitch's bans by creating new alternate Twitch accounts. Surprise, surprise. People have done that to me also. It's not the highest IQ move. It's, I think, the first thing you go to. And continue altering their self-described hate raid code to avoid detection and suspension by Twitch. The complaint alleges that Cruise Control and Creatine Overdose still operate multiple accounts on Twitch under aliases, as well as thousands of bot accounts to conduct uh, to conduct hate raids, and that both users claimed in the lawsuit's words that they can generate thousands of bots in minutes for this purpose. Twitch alleges that Cruise Control is responsible for about 3,000 bots associated with the recent hate raids. On August 15th, the suit alleges Creatine Overdose demonstrated how their bot could be used to spam Twitch channels with racial slurs, graphic depictions of violence against minorities, and claims that the hate raiders are the KKK. The suit also alleges that the defendants may be part of a hate raiding community which coordinates attacks over Discord and Steam. Twitch actually suing these guys. We'll see if they can actually identify who they are as uh, they just know their usernames. And I'm sure that these guys, if they control thousands of bots are really good at hiding their exact location and who they are. But there have been stories in the past where they've identified people who are calling in for swatting attempts and found and arrested those people. And I hope at the end of the day that while Twitch is trying to build things to counter what they're building, at the same time, if they could take legal action and get rid of the actual people, of course, there'll always be more popping up hateful people on the internet. There's no shortage of that. But as long as there are more hateful people popping up, as long as they can get rid of who's actually the people controlling the majority of these bots, uh, hopefully it'll slow things down because I've seen these going on where if, you, if you're a Twitch streamer, you'll be familiar with the dashboard. I'm actually looking at mine right now. And there's an activity feed. And in the activity feed, it shows followers and it'll always be like fuck x people and then underscore some numbers and then you'll just get a thousand followers at one time with the same prefix and it'll very obviously be a hate raid yeah and there's you like you just sit here watching your activity feed and gaining thousands of followers and there's just nothing you can do about it and so Hopefully they can get this under control. I, I do believe that Twitch, there there's individual staff at Twitch. I've seen them talk about it. Who care? It's just that these people are highly motivated. If your goal is to have thousands of bots flood people's chat and you're running a community coordinating with other people who hate streamers on Twitch, they're, they're super highly motivated. And stopping them isn't going to be easy. Because uh, we've seen silly pranks like this go on before, whether it be swatting or you know, a, a bunch of other things that people have been doing throughout the years. 
uh, fucking with people on Twitch. DDoSing, that was the other one I was looking for, which has happened to us here before, literally at Stell Shampoo. Uh, finding people's IPs and like sending pizzas. That was the other one I was thinking of. That the most innocent one, while still fucked up, was back in the day sending pizzas to people's house. You would call up their local, you get their address, call up their local pizza and say, I want all anchovies, onions, artichoke, and no cheese. And just send people the grossest pizzas possible. I remember this, yeah. This was, this is the evolution of that. Like it's just gone too far. But even when it was the pizza thing, People would send disgusting pizzas. It would arrive at the streamer's house and they would, this has actually happened to some of my friends before. They would just turn away the pizza. And at the end of the day, that hurts the minimum wage pizza delivery person who's not getting a tip and the pizza company. It's a mild inconvenience to the streamer. And this actually happened to friends of mine. And the way around that was to call the pizza hut and be like, hey, if I ever place an order ask for my name and ask for like this password and you call all your local pizza and delivery places mm. and you give them that rule. And while that was a little bit of inconvenience, it was something you could work with. Right. And then we went to swatting with coordinating with your local uh, police, police which you have done. Yeah. You said you have done. Yeah. Well, I, I personally haven't done it myself. Oh, you haven't done it. Um, I, I have called my local police and been like, Hey, X and Y is happening and they were just fucking clueless and impossible to work oh, with. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, and it didn't sense. happen often enough to me. Like, I was never big enough to really, like, push them to show up to in person and file reports and talk to the detectives in person. So, but I have spoken to my police departments before. Right? So, that was how it evolved from pizza to swatting. And now it's full on, like, thousands of bots attacking people at the same time on top of all the previous stuff I mentioned. Minus right. the pizza. I think they're not doing the pizza thing. I, think I mean, at least the raids aren't, like, with personal information. I think Supposedly. they are. Like sometimes, are they? I think they are now. Yeah, Twitch hate raids are leaking. I think they dead named someone. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, Twitch. like, they do bring information, but I mean, it's different from, like, people going to the house, which is still, I think, the most terrifying one. That has happened too Things. before. Those are ha- those are all happening, but I mean, like, as far as, like, making a bunch of boss and stuff is obviously something yeah. still relegated to the online realm. Whereas it's if- like, like, a, like the. the really scary part of swatting is again it's like someone actually like bringing possible murder into your own house which is terrifying yeah, which has have, resulted in murder yeah people have literally been a uh, been murdered by swatting and this is just another tool in their toolbox right They're, the toolbox used to be sending anchovy pizza to someone's house yeah which and then it became that was a that was a over the line but at least it was like uh it was jokingly right yeah yeah there's a certain sense of like okay well i mean just don't do this but also it's not really that harmful so hopefully Twitch eventually gets this uh, all sorted out. But uh, I am I'm actually sorry, Keeler. What do you if you list of fast food places that you don't have in France that you want to hit? I mean, like all of them except for like McDonald's and Burger King. In and out. They don't have In and Out in France. There's not even In and Out in the East Coast. What do you mean? There's not, <laughs> in and Out. Wait, is, they have In and Out on the East Coast? You no, they don't. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Oh. What do you think they would have it in France when we don't even have it in all? Of, you went to the furthest In and Out you possibly could I from did. our location. Yeah. There's an In and Out in Colorado. Apparently, In and Out is going to become a call. You're you're hearing it here first. In and Out is going to become a Colorado thing as well. So you're going to have all these Californian hipsters offended that the In and Out culture has spread to other states. Uh, but I know they're building a couple in Colorado. They actually, I saw In and Out headquarters. I'm not like, upset about it personally. What I'm curious care. is what happens when we hit Texas, because then the war begins. Yeah, it'll be Whataburger versus exactly. In and Out, exactly. and uh, everyone on the internet will be spewing. Look, I'll, you can have your opinion that In and Out is trash, their fries are bad, or In and Out is great. The fries are pretty bad. But I, I appreciate it the most when people keep their opinions to themselves. 
regarding In-N-Out. I don't fucking care unless we're debating on where to go eat. Like, if- My actual stance on In-N-Out is that, so there's many things, issues, again, like fries and the line especially, I think, is the worst part. But it is a relatively inexpensive burger that is, like, reasonably well done, I think. Yeah. No, not the meat well done. I mean, like, well created, I guess. Which- Apparently, they... I'm, I'm not... I haven't worked at In-N-Out, and I don't have a close friend who's worked in it out, but I've known people who've worked in and out. They seem like they treat people better at in and out than they do at other fast food places. I've heard of it. I've heard about that. Again, I also have not confirmed it, but I have heard that they do pay pretty decently while also keeping the price of the burger low. And they never seem understaffed because every in and out I've gone to, first off, the in and out in Colorado, for some reason, the building is the same interior as the ones here. I don't, no other restaurant does that. Make McDonald's, Subway, the literal inside of the building is shaped the same. <laughs> the only one that's different is Vegas. For, oh, is I it guess, different? If the Vegas in and out is like longer. It's, oh, not, it's not the same on the inside. I mean, the decoration is the same, but it literally is the the bathroom, the layout, how you like walk in. And then, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean because they're all the same. I don't understand how they always manage to do that. But anyway, uh, they always have when you go through the drive through a big window where you can watch the workers work. Like yes, they put the potato yes. in and they smash a potato and all that. that. And when you when, always when you look in there, they don't look understaffed. Like if I'm going to a jack in a box at 1 a.m., there's two people there and I'm an inconvenience. Yes. You know, if I go I to know, an I in and out. That. It's it's always like a dozen people working in the kitchen. Like it seems like they all they have someone standing outside to take additional orders. So if it's not busy, you just drive up to the box and talk through there. But if it's super busy, they have someone they like have actually someone walk outside yeah, to, to facilitate the line. Like they don't ever seem understaffed. Side note: I hate the window thing. You Dude, see people working. I, I don't. Yeah, but I hate that thing. Like I don't want to see them working. Like I don't want to be. I, I, if I was working in there, I wouldn't want like a bunch of like probably high people just staring at me watching me work and like yeah. judging me like it does make it seem zoo like yeah it really does and i kind of wish they would not do that or something like yeah. i don't i don't care what goes on behind the kitchen as long as you get me my food like in in an acceptable quality you know like yeah. whatever you do to get it to work i don't really care like if they're doing drugs over there as long as it doesn't get in the food and this is like the good kind like it's yeah. it's all cool it's all cool like but i don't i don't got to see i got to look at it because it does feel like a way to like hold them accountable to the public or something which is like it's cool if you're like a high-end employee but if you're just a if you're just working the kitchen you don't need that kind of oversight so I, I feel like this is purely theory but I, I think it's a marketing tactic to make their lines seem shorter after you pay. Really? Right. So it gives you something to watch. So they do this thing at airports, right? Oh, Where yeah. I think what you mean. If you, so let's say you got off the plane, right? And you mm-hmm. were able to walk to luggage claim very quickly. Like the, the exit of the terminal and the luggage claim are really close to each other. This is something I learned on TikTok. But I also, I, I really like learning about marketing stuff because I used to work in marketing. If you walk to the luggage claim, right? And you stand there and wait. And let's say the luggage takes 10 minutes to get there. You feel like the luggage takes too long and people get complaints, right? Right. So what I know an airport did was they moved a luggage claim farther away from the terminal. So the luggage took the same amount of time to get there, but you spent a lot of time walking, which so takes you up feel your time. Like, oh, that's so you feel clever. like the luggage got there on time, right? That's clever. So if, this might be a similar marketing tactic where they have you watch people make your food so you know it's going along. And so when you get it, it's like, oh, I saw the process from like me paying, it goes through, there's a burger being made, bam, I get it. Like, I don't follow my exact burger, but you feel like something's going on, so you, you're not I restless that, and excited about your food. I wish they'd find some other way to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, yeah I'm I not know. saying it's like... Hire someone to juggle or something weird. outside or whatever. But. 
Like I I I feel like they could it, it wouldn't it wouldn't consciously reduce my experience in and out, but it might subconsciously make yeah. me feel like the line is taking yeah. longer. Although to be fair, the line still feels really long, so it's I feel like long. it can't get much worse. Honestly, it's literally I've been in and outs. You where, mentally prepare yourself to go when yeah. you go to In and Out that you're going to be in line for a long time. I don't like. We're not going to In and Out right now because I'm yeah, starving. I and exactly, I'm, I'm, exactly. Die of starvation. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you you do mentally prepare to like you get in the line and you're like, all right, it'll be thirty minutes. Until we actually get our food. And the thing is, like, the window is just between you getting the order and you getting the food. Whereas, yeah. like, most of the line is honestly just you getting to the order spot. Like, yeah. the cars are going to, like, circle around, like, three times before you even can put the order in the first place. So, what I think they that's do, the bulk of the line. To speed up the process of you, like, putting in your order, they put someone out there to yeah. kind of... Yeah, they do that. To, to make those points of experience, right? You have, like, the you placing your order, you going to pay, and then you getting your food, right? To spread it out more, they have someone like out there walking up and down. Uh, there's a and, whole there's a whole chain of this stuff that like a bunch of people are like getting numbers for or something that we do not have access to. They, they have figured out the customer service experience at In and Out. Like everything from the bag, you know, In and Out, they give you like the white bag, and on the side it says, "Oh, it's family owned. It's never yes, it's never corporately operated or whatever." Yes, right? even though it's there's like a million they, of these things all over the West Coast. Yeah, they have like the crisp white bag and then they have it five guys like the brown greasy bag yeah it's all part of the experience like they're marketing teams out there that are like this is how we're gonna do it i like how the five guys were like you know the in and out has the has capitalized on the crisp like you know nicely put bag what if we just showed them that you're gonna get the greasiest disgusting burger you've ever had and then you know what i love it yeah I love it. I love going. When I go to Five Guys, I want it to feel like I'm just grabbing, you know, the leftover. There's no window. I don't know what goes on behind the kitchen. No. In Five Guys, I don't care. I don't care. Just give me a burger big enough to kill a man, you know? Yep. Oh, if my arteries aren't, like, significantly smaller because of the fat. And that's that's the the bag, too. The bag is so greasy. You're like, oh, this looks like a great heart attack inducing (laughs) meal. This is it. I was at Ike's. I don't know. Is is Ike's a thing? I don't don't know. Across the US? I don't know. I don't even know Ike's here. I don't even know Ike's here, so. Oh, uh, anyway. oh! Do you mean the sandwich shop? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've only ever seen the ones in the Bay Area, so. I'm not so sure. I went into Ike's the other day, and on the wall they like described their their sandwiches. Yes. And they crossed out finger licking. <laughs> like I went up to it and like really like looked at what was under the paint, and it was the words finger licking. I don't know if that's because of KFC or if that's because of the pandemic. You shouldn't be licking your fingers. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, maybe I had their vegan fried chicken, uh-huh. and I am not deceived. <laughs> I don't. I, I I will still get it because it's healthier and more ethical, but mostly because it's healthier. Right. But I, you're not. It's not even close, guys. You aren't tricking me. I, I very rarely have like vegan replacements for meat. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But we're talking like, if I close my eyes and really try to think it's chicken, then you get it gets the job done. But other than that, it's not. It's not chicken. It's not the same. If you if you had handed it to me and be like, Nikki, try this food. And then I like bit into the. I'm using air quotes here for those of you listening on Spotify or iTunes. Meat. I wouldn't have been able to tell what like it was imitating chicken. Wouldn't have been able to tell. But uh, Ike's makes delicious. I, I do kind of would would like to see like vegan food like switch over. Like I I think there's been some people who are vegan who have advocated for this too. Is to like instead of trying to replicate existing food, just kind of like make like 
their own meal or something you know like like put it make put this like fake meat into some sort of weird shape or something and just call it some sort of vegan thing and yeah. just eat it and like maybe it's good you know, who knows like we're americans we eat like the most disgusting things regardless so you know maybe instead of calling it this is this is one thing with vegan marketing i'm so out of my depth here but don't call it vegan chicken because now I have an expectation of what chicken is. Just call it literally something else. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like market it at something something completely different. Like shape yeah. it differently. Like something, you know? Cruelty-free meat substance. I'd be like, that's the shit right there. Exactly. Right? Like, I'm yeah, down to eat that. That's the point. But like actually, like if you set the expectation of the Impossible Burger, it's meat. It's like, you know, on the con- on the talking about like food in different areas, I know European Fanta is like famously different. It is. And it tastes yep, more like it. orange and stuff. Have you had it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I prefer the American one, honestly, which is a take because it's like if I want to drink orange soda that tastes like orange yep. for one thing it's like i'd rather just have orange juice like fresh orange juice which you can get at all the supermarkets and like in like france by the way um or like orangina which i find is like a better orange soda kind of situation yeah. like i like the fanta here and all the like sun kissed and orange crush and whatever equivalents there are that look like radioactive and like taste like medicine because like i'm not really trying to have orange soda i'm trying to have soda that is colored orange and <laughs> tastes like something sugary you know it just, you ever read i again i, I want to emphasize that i'm no fitness or nutrition expert right. but if you ever read the side of like a bottle of orange fantas like uh natural sugars 26 grams added sugars 30 grams exactly like, yeah exactly like i'm here to have or to have sugar that's carbonated and colored orange and yep. I, I just kind of want to indulge you know if if i want orange i'm gonna get something that's a little more closer to orange but trying to do that it just tastes less less medicine or sugary or something so i always forget what i've said on the podcast and what i've said to you directly but when i have gone to germany and i'm, I'm having breakfast at the hotel yeah they give you a little cup for your orange juice, and it's literally like a shot glass. It's like a tall shot glass. Oh, wow. And I asked my German friends, like, why are the orange juice cups so small? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, why are, why are they so small? Like, why do you have this much orange juice? Like, that's how much you're supposed to have. Like, this is one serving of orange juice. I don't know. We don't really do breakfast, so I'm actually not sure. But they do – They do. so in the, all the supermarkets, they have this, like, machine that's just full of oranges. Yeah. And you can just push it, and it'll just squeeze them, like – mechanically i've seen those a little bit in like seattle yeah and, and you get those but you get them in like bottles so you get like either like a cup like a full cup size bottle or an even bigger size bottle so like i've never had anyone you know judge me on my amount of orange juice also i rarely have it anyways because this is the mcdonald's machine ice cream machine of of europe i guess oh, yeah. in fact i've never actually had a broken ice cream machine at mcdonald's but these things are either always broken or the functioning ones because it's like orange and it's like squirts out orange juice you just have bugs like flying all over the place and i'm just like no 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 i'm not gonna do that <laughs> so yeah usually i avoid them anyways but the point is i I like see. I, I wish there was more marketing, kind of like the Fanta, where it's like they don't really make you believe. They have like an orange on the can or something, but they're not really telling you. It's like it tastes just like orange. They're just telling you it's soda, that's orangey. It's orange colored soda. Yeah, it, it, it has some or it has like some tanginess to it, right? It's like yeah. it has so, it, it resembles orange, but you never in your right mind believe that this is orange, right? Like that's even, how I need even to have processed myself. orange juice tastes more yeah. like orange. That that's how I need my soda. People, who, I, I think people who drink Lacroix are absolute lunatics like you're just lying to yourself if i (laughs) i either go with normal liquid water as god intended it to be exactly or orange fanta 
or alcohol, right? We're not we're not like, oh, I gotta get my little bit of a I satisfy my craving by drinking a LaCroix. I hate, I absolutely hate carbonated water. Like I'm either having the most unhealthy, like I'm having soju mixed with Sprite, mixed with yogurt, just all this sugar, or I'm having water. I'm not going halfway and having a diet soda or having This is very American. Flavored water is is absolutely terrible. I hate it. Yeah, mostly I do too. And in Europe by default. Right, they give you carbonated water, which is not what God intended. Do they? Because I always just got water. In Germany, they do. Like, okay. Uh, most of my European experience France, I've gone, Germany. they just give you water. Yeah, that's why I say liquid water <laughs> all the time. Because I got, one water. time, I was in Germany, I went to a restaurant, and I ordered, I was like, yeah, water, please. And they gave me sparkling water. From then, even when I'm in America, I say liquid water. Because I scarred from that experience. That's interesting, because I never had that in France. If they give you water, they just give you water. Oh, good. They're normal there. I guess they're normal, I guess. They also, like, depending on how fancy you want the water, too, they got, like, the Alp water and stuff like that. So, like, here's another thing. Do they, in France, give you bread before your meal that's, like, the Olive Garden bread is brushed with, I don't know what it is, oil, crack cocaine? Oh, yeah, something like that. They give you, like... Do they do that in in France, where they just have you give you a gigantic serving of bread before the actual meal? They do give you like quite a bit of bread, I think, beforehand. Um, I mean, that's common in like all restaurants in general. It's not a massive serving. It's also not really coated with anything because it's just a baguette cut in pieces from like the local bakery. Because if you ever like have an Olive Garden breadstick here in America, that shit that is once. it's somehow greasy. Yeah, yeah, I know this because they I think they put they oil it. I think. And it's absolutely It's my delicious. vague memories. It's been a while. The last time I ate Olive Garden was with you when you had the Unlimited Pass. Oh, my God. The Olive Garden Unlimited Pasta Pass. Yeah. See, okay, so I'm a different man now. <laughs> I, I got to tell a story here. So back in uh, when I was in college, I went to San Francisco State University. Right next door was an Olive Garden. And I managed to get an Olive Garden Unlimited Pasta Pass. These things sold out super quickly. There's only like a couple hundred, I think, out there in the world, maybe a couple thousand. And so I managed to get one. It was like $100. You got to eat as much pasta as you wanted. So I, I kept going to the restaurant and I became a regular there. And they like, I got like angel hair with fettuccine and hmm. chicken or something like that. Like I built my own pasta every time. I go there for lunch. It was a great way to like save money. Um, and the waitress was really nice. She eventually like would give me glasses of wine because I was like <laughs> not an asshole. But uh, I took Kuehler and Ryan out to Olive Garden. I had the unlimited pasta pass. Yeah. Everyone ordered pasta. And this waiter figured it out. He was like, hey, I got the unlimited pasta pass, but only worked for me. Mm-hmm. So he was like, nah, it works for all three of you. That guy got a fat tip. That is, <laughs> it is the most power. I The power to end world hunger was in my hands. It only <laughs> yeah, lasts basically. for a year. So but, unfortunately. Uh, now, now in, during the pandemic, my opinion has changed. Right? I don't want, I don't want, I still don't like going to eat in restaurants, even though I'm vaccinated. Right. Right. And bug the employees. Like I'll, I'll do takeout or I'll like go somewhere that doesn't even really like serve you in person. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to like, I don't want to go out with a group of friends into a restaurant with our masks off. I Yeah, I understand. To that. like torture a bunch of underpaid employees during a pandemic who are working like one of the shittiest jobs you could be working. I feel like while... There's still like the Delta variant going yeah, around. Yeah, it was bad even before right the now. pandemic, and now yeah. it's even worse. And so, 
there's there's a there's the counter argument of well they need someone to serve so they get their tips right but i i don't know where i stay like i'm sure i'm not going to olive garden literally five times a week like i used to is what i'm saying yeah that's fair also it's a lot of carbs but that's 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 beside the point. That, that that's the other conversation right? like, uh but the unlimited pasta for the time i mean it's not like i was a broke college dude this was that like my during my twitch career where yeah, i had like it, a good it, amount it's of just, income it's just cool to get free unlimited pasta it like, was it was day. the most power i've ever had in my life <laughs> yeah i still remember when you got us all when you managed to pay for all of us that it was wasn't even that expensive <laughs> it's olive garden but i'm aware free. but it was still just the feeling that like we just ate that and, and your your path just applies to all of us. Yeah, I mean that waiter knows these. You do that to us every time. Like you're you're getting what what we would have spent on the meal is now your tip. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's genius. Anyway, uh, I'm absolutely starving now. We're gonna we're gonna go eat. Talk uh, about food for a while. It is the Erlax <laughs> Podcast sense. Live. Uh, I'm gonna crap this out and throw it on Spotify. Find us on Spotify and iTunes uh, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. PT when Keeler's in Europe. It was later today because you're not in Europe. And I got stuck in traffic because United States. That's what happens in California. All right. Thanks for watching the show. I'm going to hit the outro music. Uh, It's been your host, Nick Stella Shampoo. Find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and discord.gg slash Stella Shampoo for updates on the show. Uh, It has been Nicky and Kuehler here live from Stella Shampoo headquarters. Thanks for watching. See you guys some other time. Sorry, I'm going to have dinner. Bye.